Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. friends. Hi. What's going on? What's happening? Hey, Uncle Bob's is on vacation. We're on vacation. Oh my gosh. Yes. We waited until episode 69. 69. Mm-hmm. Felt like a milestone, <laughs> you know? A milestone. Like the milestone for the yeah. team to take a little R&R. I love that. But we couldn't leave you hanging. No way. So with the permission of our lovely Patreon supporters, we are going to share with you an exclusive Patreon episode. Yes. So Fact Check Jake, why don't you tell us a little bit about Patreon? Well, Patreon is a subscription-based service, and it is the number one way that you can support our show. Hell yes. So we have a $5 a month, a $10 a month, and a $25 a month tier. And each comes with its own perks. Yes. Hella perks. Hella perks. Cool shit. And the $25 a month gets an exclusive episode every month. Yes. They're a little more laid back. Yes. A little bit more loosey-goosey. Loosey-goosey, baby. Yeah. Right. yeah. There might be a little extra swearing. A little bit. A little bit. And some more personal stories. I yes. don't know. Personal They're stories. They're a lot of fun. So please right. enjoy today's episode. We're going to enjoy our break. Yes. So if you would like to support the show, please check out our Patreon. We'll have it linked in the show notes. For sure. And if you can't join right now, we understand. Maybe consider giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts, right? Yes. We're telling love that. a friend. Yes. We would love that. We would absolutely love that. It makes all the difference. And we so appreciate all of your love and support. Absolutely. All right, friends. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy. And we're on. And we're on. Hi, everyone. I'm Liam, the daughter. I'm Lauren, the mom. What's up, Patreon family? What's up, family? Family. Happy July. Happy July. Ooh. End of. Yeah. July is my least favorite month. Have is we ever it? had that conversation? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I dislike it very highly. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to be. I'm done. <laughs> I have had enough. <laughs> Goodbye, July. If I could hibernate. Yeah. For the month of July. Yeah. Like I would. Yeah. I really would. There have been a lot of like bad events that have happened in my uh, life in July. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah. It was the time that you were hitting the head with a firecracker. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like the Michael Jackson Pepsi Cola incident. Yeah. I, like the, the dumbest shit happens to me in July. I'm like, I'd rather just clonk the fuck out and miss it entirely. It doesn't need me and I don't need it. Uh, oh my gosh. So speaking of. Around yeah. this time, I always start to kind of feel like weirdly insecure. Yeah. And I want like I mean, a makeover. more so than more usual. More so than usual. I'm yeah. just always insecure. But I think because like I normally hit like a very low point and that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. But um, in July. Yeah. Like very seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. And I like my first reaction is I want to like chop off all my hair or dye yes. it or get a piercing or yeah. like I'm just like. Tattoo it up. Tattoo it up, get new clothes. Like yeah. everything I own is shit. And it needs, light to it, go. On fire. it needs to be lit on fire. Yeah. That's the Leo mm-hmm. season coming in. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, light it all up and let's, it, the show is about to begin. <laughs> you know, I'm moving into my spooky time when I feel. Yes. When I start so, to feel yes. good. Jake has said that I am the happiest in yes. October. I bet no one is surprised. Right. But I, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah. oh, I can feel it starting yeah. to stir. So we need to. August is usually not the best because it's like the end of summer and you're just kind of like transitioning, I'm transitioning and, but it's like the harvest. So it's for I me, like the end, the harvest and it's my birthday because it's your birthday. Yeah. I was going to say, I like the end cause it's your birthday. And then yeah. the Renaissance festival was usually yes. starting and it starts to feel cool. And yeah, I like that. But yeah. the beginning of August can also go fuck itself. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I found out that there is a Renaissance festival here in Washington. And I think it's the first three weekends in uh, August. I Ooh, think we want to, we, we need go. to try to, uh, to attend. Oh my God, that would be so fun. Yes. Okay, fun. I need, a, you know, a beer and a turkey leg or something. Jake Not a turkey those. leg. Jake pickle lo- on a stick. I love those pickles <laughs> on a fucking stick. I wonder if they have them at fun- Renaissance festivals around the world. Jake likes a turkey leg, though. He can get one. <laughs> Maybe do with like some Nanook with like a little oh, turkey no. leg. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of insecurities, we were chatting about mm. what we're most insecure about. What we'd like to change. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. But my hair is always a thing with me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always the first 
first thing where I'm like, I'm, I, I if I find myself wearing my hat more, I'm mm. like, okay, something probably needs to go yes, here. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. And then, so we were talking about you. Uh-huh. What's yours? I mean, my hair always, but right. my hair has done the same thing. It's it just, it, it has a life of its own. Yeah. It does its own thing. And I go into the hair salon, you know, once a year and I'm like, <laughs> do something miraculous with this. Change it. I don't care what you do. And I walk out of the chair and it looks you exactly the, exact- the same. <laughs> I love it. You know, right? I know. But- and then you get in the car and you're like, what the fuck? I literally yeah. look exactly the same. So you're like, what would you change? And I'm like, I'm really insecure about my missing tooth. <laughs> if you hadn't noticed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're missing tooth. Yeah. I like it. I, think I it's lost quirky. it in a granola eating accident. I don't know if we've ever told this story. And if we have, I'm sorry, you're going to yeah. have to sit through it again. I don't think we have. I was like teaching massage therapy and mm-hmm. I was um, in between classes. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I'm just going to have a granola bar now. If it, it was, was chewy. Like, it, it was, was like chewy. one of those fucking granola bars that would break your teeth. You know, I've right. had a few of those. It wasn't like th- kind bars. I'm like, what the hell? Right. But uh, this was like a chewy granola bar. Chewy. Soft. And <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> chewing it. And then I was like, what? This is <laughs> a little crunchy. A little crunchy. <laughs> and then I was like, hmm, something's missing. <laughs> Something is amok. <laughs> yeah. And I've just never got it taken care of. And yeah, At so first, I was like, it gives me character. Don't breeze Fuck past it. this. Right. No, no. So you lose the tooth mm-hmm. in the chewy granola bar. And mm-hmm. I happened to be at your school that day because I <laughs> am was, always with I'm me. I'm always with you. And I was in college. Like, I went to school right down the road. So then we would meet up to drive home together. We, like, carpooled. And she comes in and she's, like, blocking her face. And I'm like, Laura, what happened? She's like, I lost my fucking tooth in a chewy granola <laughs> I like was dying. Yeah, it was the funniest fucking Mm -hmm. thing. I'm so sorry you feel insecure about it. I do feel insecure about it, but it's been so many years. Like literally, I've had this, and it's kind of like I've been thinking a lot about it lately because we are just so busy, and I feel like that's been my life always. So busy, it's like I just never find the time. Yeah, you know. But now you're realizing that maybe you want to probably need to make some time. Oh my gosh. Well, I think it's cute. I think it gives you character. But I think we can call this the road the road to Lore's new tooth. Oh, we were watching something last night, and I was like, oh, look, she has a tooth like mine. It's missing. <laughs> it's a snaggle tooth. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can, like, you'll know that Uncle Bob's has really made it when Lore gets a new tooth. That's going to be, like, the judge. I'm like, going to get a gold oh, one. Oh, shit. We're doing get. Oh, my God. Like, diamond encrusted. We're gonna, you already it. know how I feel about a gold tooth. Jake wants a gold tooth. The whole gang will get a fucking gold tooth. Nanook will have one. That's how you know. We've we made it. Fucking made it. Uncle have no fear. The road to Lore's new tooth. I like that. It should be a book. <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. gosh. All right. So we're going to jump into it today. Mm-hmm. You all ganged up on me. I'm pissed. So Lore came to me and she's like, I want to do Jaws. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I was like, that's cool. But like it, it has, there's no magic. No magic. As you so delightfully told me, it's not the same shark that comes back. In all fucking movies. So it's I not a magical up. shark that keeps regenerating. Okay. It's, you know, yeah, right. there's nothing magical about a killer shark. <laughs> but we did uh-huh. a Patreon live with all you motherfuckers and you all ganged <laughs> up on me and you told me to let her do Jaws. So here's your Jaws. But uh, that means I got to yeah. pick something that really didn't make sense either. Summer, a summer fun fling. This is our, a summer fun <laughs> fling. Yeah. This is our summer like free pass. Yeah. There but you go. They're kind of relevant. But okay, yeah, not really. (laughs) I am doing. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, because that's my favorite summer flick. Yes. Okay, it is a 1997 horror slasher film. So obviously, we clearly right. Directed by Jim Galipsy. Script. I like it. it. Script by Kevin Williamson, who I believe is the guy that did Scream. Didn't we just talk about this? I don't remember. Fact check, Jake. This is where you come in. I talked about five minutes ago. Tap those phalanges. Kevin Williamson, (laughs) Scream, and I know what you did last summer. While he's looking that up, this is loosely based on a 1973 suspense novel written by Lewis Duncan, which I did not know that it was based on a novel. I did not know that. Very cool. Huh. Yes, Kevin Williamson was the screenwriter for both Scream and for um, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, nailed it. So we obviously, I like his style. Mm -hmm, Okay, mm -hmm. so here's your cast. Very 90s. Mm -hmm. Jennifer Love Hewitt as Julie James. Sarah Michelle Gellar as Helen Shivers. Helen Shivers. Nice. Okay, Ryan Phillippe as Barry Cox. Okay, (laughs) these names literally sound like a porn lineup. (laughs) Freddie Prince Jr. as Ray Bronson. (laughs) 
Okay, Helen Shivers, Barry Cox, and Ray Bronson. No. <laughs> Johnny Galecki, who you love. I love Johnny Galecki. <laughs> he plays Max, and Muse Watson plays Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Here's the rundown. Give it to me. Fourth of July, 1996. So here's why it's perfect. Okay. Uh, In North Carolina, it's like a boating town. It's really pretty. I like it. But what was the 90s obsession with boating towns? Was it Dawson's Creek? Like, Hmm. there were a lot of nautical themes happening in these movies. I just put that together. Hmm. We have Julie James and her boyfriend, Ray Bronson, and their BFFs, Helen Shivers and Barry Cox. I cannot get over that. Who did this? Okay. So they're the popular group. Of course. All right. They're pretty cool. Everyone's good looking. You know, they're celebrating graduation the end of the year. And as they are driving down a long winding road, being a little rambunctious Mm -hmm. to bring teens, they accidentally hit something. Ooh. Yeah. It's nighttime. Did I say that? Yeah. Okay. So they don't fucking know what they hit. They get out to check only to discover that they hit a man. Oops. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, bummer. Bummer. (laughs) They freak the fuck out before ultimately deciding to dump the man's body in the water, never to discuss it. Because they were drinking, right? Is that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah. they were being like rambunctious teens. And Barry Cox, you know, Ryan Phillippe's character, he did good in this movie. He was like a dick and he was like, no, no, everyone has to shut the fuck up. Yeah. So. Right, right. All right. So we flash forward a year later with everyone scattered. All right. Julie has been off at college. She did not take this well. It's kind of eating her up inside. Mm -hmm. And she's home visiting. Her and Ray, no more. Uh Uh-oh. They broke up. All right. She, she got a letter while she was at college simply stating, I know what you did last summer. There's the title. Mm-hmm. So she is back home to see what the fuck is going yes. on. She's freaking out. Ray is now working on a fishing boat. Oh, bummer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I kind of like those fisherman outfits. We've talked oh, about yeah. this. I'm kind of into it. Boots. I think I kind of want to get Jake a pair. Oh, nice. You know what I'm saying? Suspenders. <laughs> Some fishermen for suspenders. <laughs> okay. Some rubber pants. <laughs> Oh, Oh my God. You crack me up. Okay. Ray is working with his rubber pants, apparently, on a fishing boat. And Helen and Barry have been chilling, I think. I don't remember what the fuck they were doing. Uh, They all gather together to discuss the event and the note that Julie got. Mm -hmm. Max... Johnny Galecki, who has always had a crush on Julie, is the number one suspect because he's kind of weird. So cute. Not really. I think he's just a nice friend. But because he's always like Julie, maybe he's like fucking around Mm -hmm, with them. mm -hmm. But that's immediately put to rest when he gets killed by a mysterious uh, figure who we don't see. But we see a fish hook. A fish hook is involved. I know. That's why I don't watch this movie. You're so sad. R.I.P. Johnny Galecki. Little baby Johnny Galecki, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so meanwhile, Julie has been doing her own research, and she lands on David Egan. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it. David Egan allegedly killed himself after accidentally killing his girlfriend in a car accident. So okay. now she's kind of off investigating that. There's mm-hmm. that whole plot line. Okay. And we're thinking that now he is somehow involved. Okay. All right, Sarah Michelle Geller's character, meanwhile, mm-hmm. gets her hair chopped off, and she's like the beauty, you know, so yes. this was a big deal. Yes. Okay. With a note reading, soon. Dun, dun, dun. As she's trying to hold it together for the beauty pageant with her new short haircut that she is just not vibing with. Right. Okay. She sees Barry, Barry Cox, her mm-hmm. boyfriend, mm-hmm. getting killed by the mysterious hook man Ooh, or yes. her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm, I think they mm-hmm. broke up. It's the iconic scene because she's like sees him and everyone thinks she's kind of just. <gasps> yeah. And they make fun of it. And like, what is it? <laughs> What's that fucking movie? The uh, scary movie. Oh, my it, a fucking hysterical mm-hmm. cracks me up. OK, so she fucking bolts and is chased for a long time by the mysterious figure. Fi- Figure. (laughs) Figaro, Figaro. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Oh, I can't talk to the serious figure until she is also killed during the town parade. Bummer. All right, at some point, we are led to believe that Ray could be the killer. I forget how. Ray? Ray, what the fuck? Uh, Spoiler alert, he's not. not Uh, We found out that the killer is actually a man named Ben Willis. Mm -hmm. All right, follow me. Mm -hmm. Ben is the father of David Egan's girlfriend. He murdered David Egan to avenge his daughter. Okay, makes sense? Yeah. (laughs) But then was immediately run over. Oh, damn. <laughs> Talk about a karma bitch slap right By there. By the gang of 90s hotties. <laughs> Coming back from the beach. That fucking sucks. 
Okay, but of course he did not die. Oh, and no. he made it his mission to avenge his own attempted murderers after he murdered someone. It's like hilarious. Superhuman strength. See, there's the magic. I know, right? Exactly. Exactly. That would be me. I'd be like, you tried to run me over. It is now my life's mission to like, I'll fucking get you, dude. All right. There's a big fight scene, of course, very nautical. It's mm-hmm. on a boat. Julie is further traumatized when she finds Helen and Ray on some ice in the boat. In, okay. the, in the fish hold. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, Ray saves the day by severing Ben's hand and hook and throws him in the water. Right. Right. Okay. The hook man is supposedly dead and all is well. There's but a again, sequel. he threw him in the water. <laughs> like his body was not recovered. No. No. And there's a sequel. So just kidding. Flash to a year later, Julie is in the shower when she sees the words, I still know, written on the door. Dun, dun, dun. And then, yeah, there's the sequel. I still know what you did last summer, which is also underrated. Uh-huh. I love uh-huh. that movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're like, no, I nope. hate it. Jack Black is in it. I love that. He couldn't save it. He's a big stoner. (laughs) He gets wiped out like real quick. Again, see, my favorite people just get wiped the fuck out. Oh my gosh. All right. So my lesson is pretty simple. Mm -hmm. It's the Hookman urban Mm -hmm. legend. I love it. So again, it's an urban legend, meaning the details will change slightly Mm -hmm. depending on where you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it seemed to start in the mid 1950s into the 60s and it takes place in Pennsylvania. What? I know. I was like, what the fuck? Interesting. Yeah. So the story goes, a teenage couple is parked at Lover's Lane for a date night. The two are going at it, mm-hmm. you know, when bom, all of the, bom, 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 when all of a sudden they hear a news report over the radio saying that a man with a hook for a hand has went crazy and is on a killing rampage. Hmm. After hearing scratching sounds outside of the car, the couple rushes away. As the girlfriend is being dropped off at home, she notices a bloody hook hanging by the driver's side door. Nice. Insinuating that they were just moments away from being the next the next victims of the hook man. Okay. Oh. <laughs> there are a lot of words in that sentence. Okay. So beware of the hook man was seen in magazines and newspapers everywhere. Like okay. this was believed to be an actual thing. thing. Um, and basically it was a cautionary tale warning teenagers not to run off and have sex because the hook man will <laughs> come and fucking for you. kill you. <laughs> it made teenage sex and romance even more dangerous and risky. Mm. And according to some, and I have a documentary that I will mention below. This urban legend was inspired by real-life murders known as the Texarkana Moonlight Murders in 1946. Really? It involved a lot of the same details. I'm not going to go uh, into it, but yeah. very similar. So that's interesting. Wow. Right? Okay. I think it was called the Phantom Killer, for those interested, if you want to dive Look, more dive into it. into that. Okay. Right. So obviously this, like, hook man myth is all over pop culture. We have Urban Legend, mm-hmm. which we have already done. This, obviously, Candyman. Yep. Uh, and there's a movie called Lover's Lane. Oh. I've never seen it, but now yeah. I am intrigued. It's about Lover's Lane in Pennsylvania, and... Apparently, I yeah. think it involves it's, this myth, yeah. yeah. Um, we It's mentioned in Supernatural. Yeah. Uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Like, you can find mm-hmm. this everywhere. That's why right. I figured it kind of fit. Yeah, kind of fits. It kind of fits. Yeah. But I know what you did last summer is considered to be the number one hook man movie. Well... <laughs> Number one. No, All right. The number one. And here's my random uh, notes here. It was a box office smash. Yeah. People okay. loved this. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I had to include that. So All I right. don't know. You're sleeping on it a little bit, Laura. Am I? Yeah. I think Am you I? need to come around. Look at her. No. <laughs> She's like an old Maybe if they revive Johnny Galecki. I'll, okay. I'll and Jack it. Black. All right. Despite that, the author of the book that I mentioned earlier hated the movie, said mm-hmm. it was too violent. But mm-hmm. girl, it was the you 90s. Know. It yeah. was the 90s. Gore. Uh, yeah, again, we have Freddie Prince, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle, which I believe this is where they met. I could be Aww, wrong, but cute. Cute couple. Um, yeah. It, this was very similar to Pretty Little Liars. The, I, it was something I just put together, like the cutting of the hair, the notes oh. written on the, like, the, all of that stuff happened okay. in Pretty Little Liars. So I'm wondering if they were kind of inspired hmm. by stuff like this. Interesting. Another interesting note I had, Sarah Michelle Gellar in this movie was killed during a noisy parade, so her screams were noticeably drowned out. Like, right. that kind of thing, similar to another urban legend, the Love, Love Roller Coaster. Roller Coaster. Ooh. Yes. Okay, so the recommended documentary, if you're into it, Killer Legends presented by Chiller. Uh, it's on Peacock. Me and Jake found it. It's very interesting. Yeah. I got a lot of my info from that. Okay. I know. And they go into all kinds all of other kinds. urban legends and true crime. So if you're not oh. into that, they like relate urban legends to actual true crimes. 
that happened, oh, like I said, around the similar time to okay. maybe suggest why it became part of the narrative at all. So it's it's very interesting. Okay, I love that. Yeah. Um, urban legends are very interesting. I love urban legends. I will always talk about them. That's why when I got a free pass, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. This, this movie is so 90s. It's so cheesy. I mean, I didn't even get into the outfits, the bad uh, acting, the iconic like lines. and Oh, my God. Mwah. Chef's kiss. <laughs> 90s holy grail. It's underrated. You if love you, this movie I so do, much. And I love the fucking sequel. I really do. Yeah. I love it. I can't even really remember it. It's they been like so long they win a contest it. and they go off to like this resort, but it's it all uh, arrows and yeah, I don't know. It's the like hook man follows. The hook man follows. Yeah, it's like very good summer cheesy mm-hmm. horror. I yeah. don't know. I'm all about it. So that is, I know what you did last summer. I love that. It's awesome. All Thank right. You. Well, I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we talked Me about too. the hook man. Right. I love when urban legends are explained. Right. Like you that's know? why that documentary. If you are into it, I, we really enjoyed it uh, because yeah. it does like explain why. And I feel like you know. Even when you're watching some of these really disturbing movies that we talk about sometimes, it's like there has to be – like it had to be someone's reality. That's what I'm saying. Somewhere right. that, that it spurned this thought process into right. this, you know. And then it was like amplified to be yes, cautionary. Of course. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's very interesting. I do love urban legends. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. cool. Well, thanks. You're welcome. All right. So we decided uh, – this is why I was so excited to do Jaws because okay. we decided that we're on – another road of discovery where we're making our own traditions. Yes, yes. Right? And July is a tough month for us, but Jaws yeah. is now going to be our yearly. Your 4th of July. The 4th of July. We don't like that holiday. Yearly watch. Yeah. Yes. Why not? All right. So let's I'm, dive into So I'm it. excited. Thank you for giving me that free You're pass. You're welcome, all of you bullies. <laughs> Teach me about sharks. <laughs> all right. So Jaws. 1975 okay. American thriller. Yes. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh. And I don't think we've have we done a Steven Spielberg film yet? I think we have because every time we bring him up, I'm like, oh, I think I don't know his catalog right. very well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, it's based on the 1974 novel by Peter Benchley. Hmm. Now, this, this, people, oh, no. is why I do this. It's a $9 million budget. Okay. $472 million at the box office. And it is out of the Holy ballpark. Holy shit. Are you kidding? Not kidding. Whoa. This is a fucking blockbuster. Are you going to tell me why? Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's your cast. Okay. Roy Scheider okay. is Brody. Robert Shaw is Quint. Richard Dreyfus is Hooper. Love him so much. <laughs> Lorraine Gary okay. is Ellen Brody. Mm-hmm. Murray Hamilton as Mayor Larry Vaughn. Susan Baclini as Chrissy. Baclini. I know. Craig Kingsbury as Ben Gardner. Lee Fierro as Mrs. Kintner. And Jeffrey Voorhees as Alex Kintner. I swear. It's so weird. That is where they got the name yeah. for. I, so I, weird. I swear it. All right, here's the plot. Give it to me. All right. The story begins with an evening summer beach party. Fun. On fictional Amity Island. Which is an obvious reference to Amityville Horror. Mm -hmm. Um, We see a fire. We see a guitar. This is definitely a hippie gathering here. Right, right. right. Uh, Chrissy is making flirty eyeballs at, I don't even remember this dude's name. Yeah, she's batting her eyes. She's batting batting her eyes, and they decide to go off together, and she thinks it would be cool to skinny dimp. Skinny dimp? (laughs) (laughs) Skinny dimp, the lesser (laughs) sexual activity. Skinny dip. (laughs) Shit. Oh, my gosh. Uh, He's totally drunk and not really keeping up with Chrissy, who's, like, shedding her clothes off at rapid speed. Uh She jumps into the water, and uh, he's too drunk to make it in. He passes out on the beach, right? I think he's going to be thanking his lucky stars. (laughs) I think he was. Uh, That turns out to be a good thing for Mm -hmm. him. Uh, He doesn't get any hanky-panky, but he also... Does not Does it become, get devoured by shark. shark food. Oh, my God. Uh, the same cannot be said for poor Chrissy. R.I.P. Chrissy. As she is attacked at this point, at this point, by an unseen force. Oh. So did the, the title Jaws not give it away? It didn't. Right. No. Because okay. this had never <laughs> been didn't. done before. So, like, you see her. She's just kind of, like. Chilling. Well, she's, like, they're dragging all through oh, the water, but oh. you're not seeing the shark. Oh, I see. Right. Mysterious. Yes. Okay, okay. 
The next day, what's left of her is found by new sheriff, Martin Brody. Mm. The coroner concludes, it's a shark attack. Dun, dun, dun. Of course, as any reasonable person would do, Brody wants to close the beaches. Right. Right? However, the mayor and the local business folk explain, listen, dude, you're new here. There's too much money in this beach. You don't understand how things work. Mm-hmm. Amity, Amity, <laughs> Amity is a small beach town who relies on summer tourism dollars to survive mm-hmm. through the winter. Okay. Uh, the coroner reverses his original findings. Wow. And agrees with the mayor that Chrissy was probably killed in a boating accident. How fishy. Ah, uh, <laughs> I love it. Thanks. Uh, Brody backs down, which turns out to be a bad move on his part. Right, right. So that weekend, young Alex Kintner mm-hmm. is on his raft <laughs> with his little pruny <laughs> fingers and literally becomes a bite-sized morsel for the shark. She is traumatized. I this, can see it on her well, face. Well, this scene is like... Dude, it did scare you. Dude. Nightmare fuel. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then the scene where Mrs. Kintner shows up, like in her black clothes and her little pillbox hat, and she confronts Brody because he knew. I swear to God, I thought you were going to say she confronts the shark. I am not even <laughs> kidding. Please, like, like, I've never seen this movie. <laughs> we watched it the other you day and like, I fell asleep. We can, it's safe to say this, this is, is not, not my movie. I fell asleep. Your, you like zone the fuck right. out. I try to appreciate it. It's a good it. time for work. Yeah. It was one of those where I kept like waking up me like, ha, to try to let her know that I was watching. In fact, awake. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so she slaps Brody and she, because she's like, it's you your knew. fault. You right. knew. Right. You knew what was happening and yet you let it happen anyway. So she offers a reward for anyone who can catch this shark. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right? Okay. And Amity becomes flooded by amateur Shark hunters hoping to cash in. Yeah, but girl, you probably just killed like so many people. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I think you know the the sh- uh, the mayor would have let things keep That's going true. anyway, That's and true. it would have probably been way worse. Solid point. It's not her fault. <laughs> no, not no. her fault. Town shark hunter Quint. There's a town shark hunter. Um, yes, and okay. he is not an amateur. <laughs> okay, he is also a salty dog, and I love him so much. You do love a salty dog. I do. Uh, he delivers the iconic line, I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for ten. Ten grand? Ten grand. Mm. Ten doll hairs. Ten thousand dollars. That, my yes. friend. Well, in those in days. In the 70s. All right, all right. That's a lot of moolah. Uh, this does not interest the town at this point because right. they're like too pricey. Right, 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 right. Soon, expert marine biologist Matt Hooper appears on the scene. <laughs> Love him so, so much. <laughs> Um, and he's sent in to help assess the sitch. Okay. He examines Christie's remains. This was not a boating accident. This was a shark attack. No shit. And a rather large one at that. Right. Uh, they head out into the water to do a little search and rescue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they find a half-sunken boat. Okay. So Hooper decides to go down and investigate. Seems smart. He finds a really large shark tooth but loses it. When he shats his pants as Ben Gardner's head. Who's That's Ben all. Gardner again? He was like a, one of the fishermen that was trying to catch the shark. Oh. Like, you know, um, what's left of him. It, like his head bobs up out from underneath the that boat. That is terrifying. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good jump scare there. Right, right. Uh, when the locals catch a tiger shark, the mayor is quick to blame it on oh, the killings. Poor tiger poor shark. Poor tiger shark. Um, so they can get back to the business of those tourist dollars. Oh, for sake. I of hope course. he gets eaten by the shark. He doesn't. Tell him to take a skinny dimp. <laughs> a skinny dimpy. <laughs> of course, as we all know, and what my main man Hooper confirms, it is not the right shark. Did the, we're going to need a bigger boat. I'm getting to oh, it. Okay, I knew that. <laughs> Nailed yeah, it. I knew that one. I always wake up right at that point. <laughs> After another debacle over the 4th of July weekend, resulting in another tasty snack for the shark... Uh, Brody convinces the mayor to let the moths out of his wallet and hire Quint. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Quint, Hooper, and Brody, who is terrified of water, which is like hilarious oh, my God. that he's like, you know, the sheriff of, right. a, of a beach town, head out on Quint's boat, okay. the Orca, mm-hmm. to catch a shark. Nice. 
interestingly, I which I find fascinating, and you probably don't. Much of this movie is the three of them just out on the water. Oh, that's cool. And they like carry like the whole movie. I feel like that that's not would easy. Be, yeah. That's not an easy feat, right? right? So then we have the iconic scene where Brody's laying down the chum line, throwing out the fish, and without warning, out of the water comes the shark. Yikes. And just the look on his face as he backs up with that cigarette dangling, he's like, you're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, my, oh, I thought he said we. Damn it, I was close. He's like, you're going to need a bigger boat. Wow. That night, a drunken Hooper and Quint exchange stories about their various scars and Cute. how they got them. Wow. Quint explains he survived the attack on the USS Indianapolis and why, like, he became a shark hunter. Okay. They break out into song, which may be one of my all-time favorite movie moments. Seriously? Oh, my gosh. Is it good? I was totally knocked the fuck out, wasn't I? I wasn't even. I want to go home. (laughs) I had a drink about an hour ago. But oh, but it's just so funny. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus is so great in this. Anyway, so while they're singing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting getting down with the groove, Sharky Shark don't like that. The shark rams into the boat. He says, "Shut up! Please Shut stop the singing! Hell up! <laughs> this is my home." <laughs> Disabling the power. Ooh. All right. At this point, Brody is like, "Shit, we're in over our heads." Shorten. right? Mm-hmm. Shart in his pants. Uh, he attempts to summon the Coast Guard. But Quint, at this point, is obsessed with killing the shark. Which one's he? The shark killer. Yeah, makes sense. The old grumbly man. Oh yes, yes. yes. Um, and he, like, his cheese is done slid off the cracker, right? And oh, he no. smashes the radio, so no one's coming to help them. Um, why? I'd throw him because he's like obsessed. <laughs> you go take a dip. He's obsessed right. with killing the shark. So the orca, which is the ship, is slowly sinking. Oh God, Hooper decides to go down in his shark-proof cage and inject the shark with a lethal injection of strychnine. Who the fuck has... This why did they have a shark cage on the boat? Because he was a because, shark hunter. Oh well, because he was a marine biologist, and, uh, you know, that's what he did. Right. So um, this part makes my, my, my stomach, like, literally sick because I'm like, dude, ain't no way I'm going no, down there absolutely after not. seeing the size of that shark. No. Right? So he goes down... Drops the needle, of course, because the shark, you know, well, doesn't see him, but the shark hits the t- – because I don't think they see. <laughs> it's like sonar. I am not a shark expert. I am not a marine biologist. I don't biologist. think they see. She's like, I just roasted the blind shark. Anyway. Okay. He drops the freaking needle. Of course. Right? The big lug. Exactly. And – we learn that the cage is not so shark proof. Right, obviously. Is Hooper dead? Is he? Do <laughs> Lee not? doesn't know. I she was sleeping. I'm hanging on the edge of my seat. Is he dead? <laughs> well, Quentin Brody sure do think so when they pull that cage up out of the water and it looks like Jaws used it like for a toothpick or something. Oh, my God. Is the shark's name Jaws? Well, that's, a, is that's that what, like what they named him. That's what we're calling oh, okay. it. No, I don't think that's what okay. <laughs> uh, The shark is now pissed. Well, he did not get a Hooper-sized snack oh because no. Hooper escaped. He escaped. Nice. Where's um, he? But he's there? hiding. He's hiding. Does he in have the, a snorkel. On? He's hiding in the seaweed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he f- throws himself up onto the boat. Wow! Dev- devouring Quint. Oh the. Sh- oh my God! I thought you meant the guy hiding <laughs> in the seaweed. Hooper. I was like, wow! How did he thrust himself? I really <laughs> he have not. Seen- <laughs> he flung him. We just literally watched this on the Fourth of July. I have literally not seen this movie ever. You know what? what? Guess what? You are pl- you're, you're. I'm bad. You're playing yourself because <laughs> you tried to pull off the fact that you were enjoying this movie and you were like, you're freaking sleeping. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. This is going to be our yearly tradition. <laughs> we should go over the plot of Jaws every year in July to see if I get, to see if it makes any more sense. So basically what I'm saying is that this is going to be mine and Jake's yearly tradition. <laughs> I'm going to take a depressing nap while Liam sleeps. Hey, it's the beginning of the July. I'm, I'm like, fuck, I hate this month. Let oh me just fall asleep. Gosh. Okay, so the so- show. The shark thrusts it makes so much more sense. Lands on the boat. Okay. And Quint it like because the boat's sinking, right? Right, right. So it's like going downhill. The shark on the boat, Quint slips and Chowville. And oh Quint this, goes too. Do they Quint. all die? 
<laughs> Again, folks, we just watched this movie. Right. <laughs> Only one person on this boat has bit the dust at this point. Right. No. Quint. Oh. Hooper's hiding in the seaweed. Oh, shit. Right. I'm so confused. <laughs> oh, my God. Three men go into the water. Only one is dead. And that's the shark food. Okay. All right. So this scene is like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. You can see some of Quint hanging off of his teeth. Uh, It's gross, right? Oh, no. Any who's it. So at that point, Brody shoves a scuba tank in the shark's mouth and shoots the tank, obliterating the shark. That's pretty smart. Does that actually work? According to Lee, it makes a return in all of the sequels. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a magical shark. I don't know why that's so weird. Go with that. Go with that. Oh, my God. Have they not learned how to kill a shark by the fucking sequel? He's a big shark, Lee. Uh, But you said it's not the same shark. Wouldn't it be smaller? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, Hooper is alive. Okay, and, and he and Brody, Brody are okay. Yeah. They're alive. <laughs> yep, and they paddle back to Amity because nice. the boat goner, Quint right, right, goner, right. shark jaws shark. goner. Gar. Yeah, we're watching a movie about sharks. Lee. Yes, okay, <laughs> it's on the open line. <laughs> okay. All right, so that's basically the plot. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, You're like, I hey, didn't know any that of was that. Action packed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have some fun facts. Okay. All right. Following the release of the film, a public hysteria took over on the beaches across the country. And I can attest to this because, yes, I think if I recollect, I'm getting old, but I want to say it was one of the first times that my family went to the beach, you know, for a vacation around that time period. And I remember this movie coming out and just literally being afraid to go near the water. (laughs) Stick my toe in. Is there a pool? Right. Right? So I can totally relate to what was happening at that time. Right. Interesting. Excuse me. Wow. Gross, Laura. Several. (laughs) I know. Several decades after the movie's release, the gal that played Mrs. Kintner Mm -hmm. walked into a seafood restaurant where they were serving up an Alex Kintner sandwich. That's just wrong. The kid that died. (laughs) Oh, that's fucked. Hilarious. Hilarious. (laughs) But that's fucked. That's such a bad taste. That's hysterical. I mean, it's a fake kid. I mean, I know, but I know. Like, oh, man. So anyway, so she stated, I'll have one Alex kid. Hell yeah. She stated she had played the mom in the movie. Okay. The owner comes out to meet her and was none other than Jeff Voorhees, who had played Alex Kintner. Okay, so he gets a pass. They hadn't seen each other since they shot the film. That's cute. Isn't that cute? Oh, adorable. I get a pass. I was Alex Kittner. I was Kittner. Alex Kittner. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Spielberg stated that Chrissy's prop arm, okay. when they find her on the beach, oh, yes. uh, looks so fake that they actually buried a female crew member in the sand and had her arm <laughs> sticking out. Oh, that's hilarious. Inventive. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, as Jack Black states in The Holiday, two uh-huh. notes. And you have a villain. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't. Steven Spielberg stated that without the score by composer John Williams, the movie would not have been as huge of a success as it was. I love that. That's very cool. Williams is often falsely accused as a ripoff artist, comparing the Jaws theme to that of the Psycho theme, saying that they were too closely related. What? Everybody's like, no, no not at all. I don't, I'm not. Not at all. I don't buy that. So this score... Like, really made the movie. Yeah. Um, Considered the very first summer blockbuster. Really? Okay, that's interesting. So, summer was typically a time when the worst movies were put into the theaters. Okay. As most people were enjoying outdoor activities, because you're thinking in the 70s, not everybody had air conditioning. Like, nowadays, it's like 100 degrees out. Everybody's like, let's go to the movies. It'll be cool. And there, you know, it's a a way to stay cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was so good, it became the highest grossing film of all time up to that point. Whoa. It became the first film to gross over 100 million at the box office and was only removed from its throne by Star Wars in 1977. You're shitting me. So it stayed that way for like two years. Damn, it was only overtaken by Star Wars, mm-hmm. which is like the biggest. Yeah. And my man John Williams is still on the score for Star Wars. Damn, he's yeah. getting paid. Wow. Oh yeah, go wow. Don, go. Wow. Okay, nice, fun. right? Okay, so I appreciate it more. 
Do you? Yes. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Now, now we're interestingly in. Yeah. All right. It is also considered to have started the shark terror subgenre of filmmaking. Okay. Jaws and all of its sequels, the Open Waters movies, Sharknado. Okay. All the stuff. Yes. Uh, Steven Spielberg named the shark Bruce. Oh, oh, see? It did have a name. After his lawyer. Oh. <laughs> his lawyer's a shark. Getting a job in. Uh, there were three of the sharks made. Okay. With, like for the movie at 250000 each. Whoa. Yes, Shit. and they were riddled with technical malfunctions. I'm sure they were. So you Steve, could tell when yeah. you watch. <laughs> you can well, really tell. Yeah, I mean, the plan that he had and what actually came to fruition were not uh, the same because there were so many um, malfunctions. Mm. He said, Steven Spielberg said that he had to figure out how to tell this story without the shark. Holy shit. And it actually worked out in his favor because it came down to like that which we cannot see is truly frightening. Oh, like at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Right. I like that. Spooky. Fun. So Quint's boat is called Orca. Mm Mm-hmm. Which like a whale. is known as the killer whale, mm-hmm. a known enemy of the shark, and only known predator of the great white. Oh, so that's cute. Uh-huh, cute how they cute. played that in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Dreyfus has said that the only bad thing that happened to him while filming was the cruel treatment he received from Robert Shaw. Who's Robert who Shaw? Who is Quint. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Dude, this guy, if you go and like look at him, they said he didn't get paid anything for this movie. He like was uh, under... You know, investigation by the IRS for tax evasion. They had to fly him to Canada on his days off because he this could was only. The old guy? Yeah, he could only be in the U.S. for so many days or whatever. What? It was like funny. You couldn't have found someone yeah. else, right? Exactly. That's hilarious. And he actually passed away a few years after oh, the movie well, was made. Okay. Yeah, right. So, the production had so many issues. The cast and crew dubbed the film "Flaws." <laughs> <laughs> Good one. And Steven Spielberg was so stressed out by the rumors that he was going to be pulled from the project um, and he would never find work again. Uh, He could not sleep. And so his apparent cure was he brought a pillow from home in which he kept a stalk of celery underneath it because the smell comforted him. What? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck did you just say to me? Hold on. (laughs) I'm going to need you to back up. Did you just say a stock in his pillowcase? (laughs) Did he change it every day? I would hope so. I don't know. Get me Steven on the line. Come on. I wonder if he still does it. I don't know. I know. Does he like invest in a celery company? That's gross. Like if you would have told me lavender. Celery doesn't even have a scent. Chamomile or I don't know. Celery. It would have been hard and bumpy to like lay your head on. It would have been wet. And it smells like water. <laughs> Ew. I'm now I don't know if I want to learn about them. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to fucking like, you know, shame them, but celery? Oh, Even right. if you would have said like leak <laughs> and she can't get away from this now. She's like upset. Like I'm gonna be thinking about this so all day. There's so many other vegetables that have a stronger scent. <laughs> Sand. Okay, go ahead. Again, lavender, chamomile. I'm totally right, But even if it needed to be a vegetable, <laughs> celery? Like the water of vegetables? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it. Okay. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know. I, I'm, I've no I'm words. <laughs> Last fun fact, in, in Peter Benchley's book, Hooper okay. has an affair with Brody's wife. Wow. And he does not survive the shark proof cage. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Brody probably is like, I'll make sure you ain't coming up for this. Right, right. All right, so... I have two little lessons because okay. they're kind of, you know. It's a free pass. It's a free pass. for it. Right. So Quint tells the story of him surviving the USS Indianapolis when he and um, Hooper exchanging tales. Right. This is a true story. Okay. Although it was fictionalized for the movie. Right. The USS Indianapolis was a U.S. Navy ship, and in July of 1945, it had just completed a secret mission okay. delivering parts of Little Boy to a U.S. Army Air Force base. Oh. So I know you're going to ask me. I remember Little Boy and Big Something. Aha, uh-huh, I'm smart. Little Boy was a code name for an atomic bomb yes. along okay. with its partner, Fat Man. Fat Man. That was subsequently dropped on the Japanese cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Fuck. 
um, in August of 1945. So literally a month think, after they delivered this. I don't know World if we've ever talked about this, but when I used to get in trouble when I was little, Laura used to make me watch documentaries and stuff about like history. So Did, let are me, you going to so bring this up? I was going to say, first nuclear weapon used in combat. And if you'd like to learn about this, the 1989 film starring Paul Newman and John Cusack. Entitled Fat Man and Little Boy. You may, yeah, Tell you, you had me watch it. that. Yes. When I was going to say, one time when I got in trouble, you were like, you're going to learn about this. <laughs> and I had to watch that movie. So thank you for bringing me back. <laughs> there we go. And, and I got to get my John Cusack in. Nice. So on July 30th, the Japanese hit the USS Indianapolis with a torpedo, okay. sinking it in just 12 minutes. Ooh. 1,195 people were on board, okay. 300 went down with the ship. 890 faced exposure, dehydration, saltwater poisoning. Saltwater poisoning? Yes. I had to look that up, and you guessed it, shark attacks. Of course, they fictionalized it and made it grandiose for the movie. But, yeah, so saltwater poisoning, like you can't – like they were dying of thirst because of the heat. But you can't drink the – No, because the salt makes your blood pressure and dehydrates. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Wow. (laughs) Right. Anyway, it was four days before anyone even noticed that they – went down, and only 316 survived, making it the greatest single loss of life at sea on a single ship in the history of the U.S. Navy. You're kidding me. Mm -mm. How? I feel like I've never heard of that. Mm -hmm. Maybe because I didn't watch Jaws. Well, that's what I was, there's, you know, usually I'm like, okay, was that true? Because, I mean, like, he gave a really good performance on how that, like, really messed him up. Right. You know? Yeah, interesting, and it's actually... A real event. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, fucked up. And then I have another real event. Okay. And it's called the Jersey Beach Shark Attacks of 1916. 1916? Yeah. Okay. Which seemed to be the inspiration for Peter Benchley's Jaws novel. Really? Yeah. Okay. And are actually mentioned by Brody and Hooper in the movie. Really? They mention it. Fun. So these attacks occurred between July 1st and 12th, okay. which is when, you know, the movie is right. happening. Uh, it was a deadly summer heat wave and also in the middle of the polio epidemic. Ooh. Right? Okay. Not a great time. Right. So people were flocking to the water. Uh, no air conditioning back right. then, right? There's been much debate over the years uh, whether it was a great white or a bull shark responsible for the attacks. But the sequence of the attacks is similar to that of the film. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. A swimmer in the surf, a dog, a boy, and the leg of a man in the tidal slough, which is like a channel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The fatalities caused a wave of panic leading to shark shark hunting frenzies. Shart. (laughs) Shart hunting frenzies. New band name, I call it. (laughs) Shart hunting frenzy. Oh, yo, that's a good one. That might be my favorite one. My mouth is getting dry. (laughs) Shart hunting frenzy. What kind of music would that band make? Oh, that's a hardcore band. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Oh my God, it's like the death metal Uh writing. Oh, we're doing this. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So leading to a shark hunting <laughs> frenzy and the protecting the seaside economies of the New Jersey communities. Mm. So kind of the same. Right. The right. same thing. Interesting. The scientific knowledge about sharks up to that point was like shoddy. Right. At best and consisted of primarily just speculation. Okay. Like it wasn't, you know. I feel like that about all of what's in the ocean. I feel right. like we don't know half of what's fucking oh, going on in there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Jersey Shore attacks promptly entered American pop culture, making sharks a media and film focus, Mm -hmm. portraying them as dangerous and also to be feared. So do you think that that was bad? Like, do you think that this has a negative effect on sharks? I think to some point, yes, because it's so sensationalized. And then, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Before the 1916 attacks, scholars were highly doubtful that a shark would fatally injure a living person. And we're not even sure that a shark's jaws would have the strength to sever an appendage uh really yeah have you seen a shark (laughs) yeah okay right right sadly mistaken yeah yeah so these attacks made scientists reevaluate their assumptions okay uh that sharks were timid and harmless Mm -hmm. Uh, and these attacks in 1916 completely caused a 180 with like what they were thinking of sharks, studying them more. Mm-hmm. And now then they become seen as like ruthless killing eating machines with no fear. Yeah. You know, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, obviously there's like, 
I mean, I'm not a fucking scientist and I don't know everything about sharks, but I, obviously there's like an instinctual, they have to eat, they have to feed. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, isn't it kind of like with everything? I'm sure there's fucking asshole sharks. <laughs> well, sure, so there's that, fine sharks that just mind their business. So that was one of the, and I, so I think the fear, you know, yeah. then causes people to kill them, yeah. which then wreaks havoc on the ecosystem. And yes, are they... To be feared, they're not, you know, they're timid not like little a little creatures. tiny squirrel. Right. right. And I'm I'm glad that they became a, an interest of study. But yeah. like one of the things that when I was reading about the USS Indianapolis and what was fictionalized in the movie was when he talks about like the shark attacks and the sharks eating the people. And they said that really wasn't true because sharks will always go for like they would rather um, not confront something. You know what I mean? They don't so like basically, confrontation. There were shark attacks, but they were pretty much eating the people that were already dead. Oh. Because it's food. They don't want to fight. It's there. They'll right. take the easy route. They'll take the easy Aww. route. Now, if they're starving and there's somebody. They have to eat. That's what right. I mean. There's obviously that. Right. But So like kicking in the water and stuff is like a, a way to like scare them away. Because they are kind of. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they will if they have right. to. But again, there was, you know, yeah, yeah, interesting. So uh, again, sensationalized. I was gonna say, I mean, that's why stuff like Shark Week is like, I mean, that is great because there mm-hmm. is a lot of education. I think yeah. to combat that. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, yeah, right, exactly. So and that is okay. That, just... that was great, Laura. That was a great episode. <laughs> Up top, even though we, like, it was basically me trying to understand the plot of Jaws for an hour. <laughs> and we'll do it next she year. Just, she totally just gave herself up. Now I'm going to be like, I'm going to be sitting there next year watching She's going to be holding my eyelids and open. I'm, every two seconds, I'm be like, do you see that? Do you see that? Who's in this movie? Who are the three even characters? You literally Hooper, just- Quint, and Brody. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a shark. Lee, there's a shark in this movie. Shut up. Oh, my God. Who's okay. Ben Gardner? I, I still don't know. No, <laughs> like, you just told me I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, so I there we go. that. That was summer fun. That was some summer fun. Yeah. You know, change it up a bit. Just for our Patreon family. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. Well, do you want to do Killer Quotes of the Week? Let's do it. All right. Can you guess mine? I know what you did last summer. (laughs) (laughs) Taking the easy route. I said it for you. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Well, mine is, if you have seen the movie, unlike Leanne, when Hooper is doing his investigation on Chrissy's remains, Mm -hmm. and like, it's such a good acting job. He's like sweating and he's like, I I need a drink or something. I need a glass of water. Um, Well, this is not a boating accident, and it wasn't a propeller, and it wasn't a coral reef, and it wasn't Jack the Ripper. It was a shark. (laughs) Duh. Duh. your fucking head. Oh, my God. Love the sass. Love the sass. Love it. That's clear. I liked that. That was good. Maybe it'll make you appreciate it. You look so happy. I I love this movie so much. If that's what it takes, I will continue to do so. (laughs) All right, everyone. We will see you in July. Yes. No, no, not July. Not again. It is July. It is July. We'll see you in August. God, don't make me do July again. (laughs) I'm trying to. We'll see you in July. It is July. We just breeze past this month. Shit. We will see you in August. Yeah. TTFN. Cut, print, check the game. Moving on.